Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-hosts, Mickey Turner, Susie Rantz, Tim Foss, Beth Mantle, and Dave Clark. This has been an extremely weird podcast. How are they going to be able to handle that? Just the bottom line is they don't have an answer to that. There was never really a time when I was super concerned. Seattle did fine. There's a reason they got signed to first team contract. Very special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounder. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joining me today, I always like to introduce him this way because it's true. One of my favorite guests, Matt Montgomery of RSL Soapbox. Welcome back, Matt. Thank you for the kind compliment. And uh, I promise that whatever happens this week, I won't taunt you so much that you <laughs> live to regret saying that. You know, it's it's so funny. Like, uh, on one hand, losing to a team at home when they shoot zero times is very the be- embarrassing. The best thing that's happened in soccer, like, in my lifetime. Right. Yes. And on some level, like I, like, I feel like I know I should be really annoyed and mad and frustrated and i am like all those things but also like not like in a mad like i'm not mad at rsl fans at all like i feel like there's this this sense of people feel like you should be ashamed of yourself yeah it's really beautiful though like it is that that game had everything except goals and shots and shots yeah you know if you're if you like the other stuff in soccer that yeah, are if you like the, goals uh, and the shots then. yeah the shithousery that's yeah uh so which is a good place to start because i i don't know maybe people will be disappointed to learn this but it sounds like david ochoa will not be playing in this game yeah and you can't expect uh that level of behavior from zach mcmath uh <laughs> who is like even tempered and calm i've never seen him yell at his own players you know he's, he's uh, just a guy yeah, Zach McMath, uh, who I always, I I always find some weird satisfaction in my original skepticism that he was a number one draft pick, and I believe Philadelphia had a DP goalkeeper at the time when they drafted him, <laughs> and I was like, I why are they why why are they picking a goalkeeper number one, and didn't seem to make a lot of sense. Yeah. And he's been, you know, to, to his credit, he's been fine. He has not yeah. been a bad goalkeeper, but he is like, he is like the league replacement level. Like every team should have a backup at least at Zach McMass. And yeah. some teams have starters like him, and that's fine. That's who's going to be starting this week for RSL. Yeah, hopefully next time we uh, when we come to Seattle, it's right. David Ochoa there, and he can rein in. You know, the, the booze can rain down on him. And, yes. Just love and it. It'll just be beautiful. It will. It will. Uh, and I, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I thought the whole situation was funny. The guy, you know, like we don't have to relive this too much, but he, he was literally time wasting from like the fifth minute. Oh. Yeah. It was not good soccer. <laughs> no, but um, they advanced and then they played. A, and then I was rooting. I rooted for them the next week. I'll tell you, I'll be honest. Yeah. They I beat, would hope you, so. You beat Sporting Kansas City and and not even like and you just like punched him in the mouth. It was Yeah. It was that, bizarre. Like that was uh very satisfying. 
Yeah. Just like and, nice. I, and I was rooting, I was rooting for you against Portland too. I, I would expect no less. I'm, yeah. I'm very sorry about what we did in that game. Yeah. But so you, you nothing. Right. So you, you took all that momentum into the off season. Yeah. Fill us in. What, what, what happened in the off season? I mean, do I really need to fill you in on the big one? Uh, <laughs> well, okay. There are multiple big ones here. The first, of course, is that uh, last year we had no owner outside of MLS. And I mean, right. the investor operator model allows MLS to run any team as they see fit, right. uh, which wild, right? American sports are a strange, funny beast. Sure. Uh, but we went from having no owner from Deloitte Hansen at the, in like September 2020, uh, putting his foot firmly in his mouth being forced to sell the team that process taking quite a long time. Uh, and we ended up with an ownership group that uh, consists of like people who own actual sports teams. Yeah. So David Blitzer, who uh, you may know from crystal palace, FC Augsburg, Adio Den Haag, and a bunch of other teams because he's collecting soccer teams, apparently, which neat. And then Ryan Smith, uh, who with Smith Entertainment Group owns Utah Jazz. Um, and through that group, we've brought Dwayne Wade on as a Real Salt Lake owner, which is uh, neat. I mean, yeah. it's like James Harden in the Dynamo, right? Or uh, Ken Griffey in the Sounders. Yeah. Like Russ Wilson. In the, it's, it seems, you know, what? I, I not to get us derailed, but I saw an ad for MLS recently and they had like just a, like a highlight reel of all those celebrity owners. And it was like, and I start and like when the, I don't know if this was the light bulb moment, but I was like, how many of these owners actually put money into this? And how much of it is just like them using their IP? Yeah. Yeah. It is a great question. I don't think any of it's answered yet. Uh, no. Dwayne Wade really consults with Ryan Smith on a lot of basketball things, which makes sense uh, with the Utah Jazz. Um, I don't, I don't know what that means for Rails. So like probably nothing, which is fine. Uh, so there's that. That's the big story. Uh, and the one that dominated all the headlines and uh, we put a lot of thought into. And it, it, things are starting to look bright. Deloitte Hansen famously did not like investing in players. Uh, we've had some great Boy. players on, on our radar before. Uh, Christoph Piatek, before he took off and scored buckets of goals in Italy. Uh, we had Luis Diaz when he was a, like a young player on our radar, um, but couldn't bring him in because we didn't want to invest in him. He's famously now at Liverpool, and I don't think his trajectory would have been the same if he came here. So good for him for not coming, uh, but it's painful for me. And then, of course, uh, the, the other news of the offseason uh, is that uh, our once favorite player, Albert Rusnak, who was never anyone. I mean, some people love him. He was divisive. Anyway, he, uh, he went and absconded with you know, his contract and left to... Oh. I don't know, some team in the Pacific Northwest. Do you remember which team? I I vaguely do. Um, but I, I'll say this about, about Russ Knack. He seems, I've only interacted with him briefly, but he seems like a decent guy. Like he seems yeah. like a, like someone that like, and it seems like he's, he's uh, made a good impression on his teammates and he seems mm -hmm. like he's coming with the right attitude, but I can also, you know, we've seen him at three games here in Seattle and you can see, why uh rsl fan why he was maybe divisive among rsl fans because it's it's like he can sometimes sort of like disappear yeah yeah and there are times he'll kind of like shade himself into positions where he can't receive the ball which always is a little puzzling uh because i'm used to attacking midfielders who want the ball all the time and that's sort of what we saw when he started 
Um, but he he gradually became a player who I think his movement, I mean, in, is intentional, uh, but not always exciting. Um, and he does a lot of dirty work to maintain possession, uh, which Real Salt Lake is really missing right now. Um, but, you know, he, that's not exciting to watch. Um, his goals were like, they were good. They weren't spectacular in the last three years. His first two years of goals were great, but I don't know what changed there. Um, yeah, I think what you're saying from Rusnak is, uh, or Rusnak as he uh, correctly pronounced it, despite it being like generally regarded differently. That is a, Salt Lake. It's very confusing. Yeah, that is very. So that was a very funny thing. Like, uh, if people missed this, when he was first introduced here, someone asked him, How do you pronounce your name? Because he also, in the video introducing himself, he, he said Rusnak Watch. Yeah. Right. And it was, and I think that piqued interest of, of people who have been paying attention to him because it has been pronounced Rusnak like throughout his time here. I just was listening to uh, your radio guy, Bill Riley. Yeah, Bill Riley, right? Yeah, and he said Rus- Rusnak, and I was like, oh, this is like he he's allowed his name to be mispronounced apparently for five years. Yeah, well, and and the funniest thing when he arrived. Uh, so he'd been playing at, uh, was a Feyenoord, I believe. Or, right. Um, and it was an introductory press conference with him, Craig Weibel, who you clearly know well now. Yeah. Uh, and Deloy Hansen. And Deloy Hansen uh, says that, uh, so, so Feyenoord had just won the, you know, the big cup competition there. Um, but Deloy Hansen says that they had just won the league. And uh, Rusnak just cracks up. Uh, and it was just one of my favorite Deloitte Hansen moments. There are a lot of bad moments, but that was a very funny one. He's like, sure. Yeah, we won the league. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, those are the two like big news items. I would love to say, hey, we brought in a bunch of great players. Uh, we do know ownership wants to invest in players now and is willing to invest in players now, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, and as a result, we don't have like a left back or like a, a good creative force in the midfield or somebody really locked down the defensive midfield and it, it hurts. And on top of that, it sounds like you might be missing some, some people as well. Yeah. Should I just uh, tell you who you're yeah. missing or should it be yeah. a surprise? Well, no, let's, let's go through this list of who's, who's right. supposed to be out. Uh, so first up, you will be de- uh, deprived of the privilege of watching Aaron Herrera, oh. uh, potential U S men's national team, right back. Uh, just all around great player. Uh, he's strangely been playing at like a weird right center back, right back hybrid role, uh, which I, I don't get. Um, but that's Pablo Mascarini for you. Uh, so he's out with a quad injury. He missed last week uh, through suspension. So who knows? What was when he suspended for? Uh, red card in playoffs against Portland. Oh. Yeah. Tried to go out with a bang. You know, I get it. So you got a red. So you got suspended for the first game, and then he picked up an injury after. Uh, we don't know when he picked up the injury. Oh, okay. So he yeah. may have been out. He may have had this injury all. Pre-season. Yeah. Okay. He didn't play a lot in preseason. I'll put it that way. So okay. you know, alarm bells a little bit. Uh, Nick Beasley is out, which doesn't make a huge difference. He's a backup in the midfield. Um, he had facial surgery for a broken nose. He played with a mask in the playoffs. Like, uh, hopefully he's healing up okay. Uh, Ruby Rubin, who scored some absolutely phenomenal goals in the first half of 2021 and then kind of dropped off for the second half of 2021, um, was playing through an injury. Uh, he 
had some sort of reparative something or other in the off season, uh, and he is still out and we'll have to wait probably a few more weeks at least. Of course, we already mentioned David Ochoa. Um, there's, there's no replacing David Ochoa. Uh, you can put another goalkeeper in there. Um, right, but it's just a different game. It's the intangibles, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what intangibles are, if we're being honest. Um, well, it's shit. They're intangibles. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Everton Louise may be available. Uh, he was out last week. It sounds like visa renewal issues, uh, which happens with international players sometimes. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Demir Krylik is listed as questionable. Uh, he was listed as questionable last week as well, but did play the full 90 minutes. Uh, so I suspect he'll play, but there's also a chance he comes off the bench or doesn't play at all. That's a lengthy list of missing players. Yeah, you're telling me. Uh, not not that I suspect people on our feed will know this, but it looks like Raul Ruiz Diaz is out. But what they might not know is that I suspect this may be a rotated lineup for the Sounders as well. Because they have a uh, a game on Tuesday against Club Leon in, in Champions League. And I bring that up because it feels as though every time Seattle goes to RSL, they're playing with a shortened roster of, for one reason or another. And it it's kind of casts some context, but doesn't entirely explain. The Sounders have won once in 14 trips to... Uh, Salt Lake City to Sandy. And I'm so mad about that, by the way. About what? The one win. Oh yeah, yeah. The one yeah. win. Do you, do you? What do you remember about that one win? I remember. I mean, I remember a really great goal from a player who did not have a lot of really great goals, uh, and just that that crushed feeling. I mean, we'd been on a run of like thirty some odd games without a defeat at home. Yeah, and yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah, it's like the Sounders have been paying uh, karmic points for that ever since. Ever since I, someone, I want to say it was like a thirty-two or thirty-four game unbeaten run at, at home. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was a MLS record, and the Sounders came in there. I think it was a rainy day. Mm. Lamar Nagel scores this like forty-yard ridiculous goal, uh, and this is two thousand eleven. And ever since then, the Sounders have only picked up two points twice because the. They have three ties in their history at, we're, I guess we're, we're ignoring the uh, playoff game there, but, uh, or the playoff games, but in the regular season, and I guess the Sounders also won a open cup game there. Do you remember oh. this open cup game? Uh, it was a shootout. A, what year was that? Do you have that? was that? 2016, I think. Oh, that was a bad year. Yeah. We've had it, a lot of bad years in the last five years. Well, that's what's so, that's what I think is so strange about this record is that, you know, you, it would be one thing to write off that, oh, well, you know, RSL just has the Sounders number or the Sounders are a bad road team or, or what have you. But none of that's really true. Or you could say that RSL has just been so good. And like, but the, the reality is that the Sounders have almost an exactly opposite record at home. Uh, and they've been most almost every year in their history have finished. Like maybe there's only two or three years. I think that RSL has finished ahead of them in the standings. And yet RSL has been absolutely dominant against the Sounders at home. I I would I actually wonder is that the team that the RSL has the best record against at home? Oh, you know, possibly. Um it's one of those I mean MLS has those weird things, right? Like yeah. RSL didn't win in Texas. There were two teams in Texas and it took us like 
seven years to win in Texas or something. It was ridiculous. Well, the Sounders had uh, with the Dynamo had a took a very long time to win their first game against the Dynamo. Yeah, they're just these like places you go that are hard to play for certain teams, regardless of like who's on the team or who's leading the team or who's coaching the team or you know what designated players are available. It just right. Just the way MLS is, and I don't get it. It's always confusing to me. Yeah. So the one of the ties the Sounders got. uh, This is another funny one. I don't know how many people remember this one, but the year before they won that game, they tied RSL two two, and the way RS and they were actually up two one very late in the game, like eighty eighth, eighty fifth minute, something like that. And uh, an RSL player sends in a hopeless kind of just like throwaway cross. Casey Keller grabs it and carries it out of bounds for a corner kick <laughs> and RSL scores on the ensuing corner. Uh, that just sort of set the the tone, I suppose, because at that point, I think the centers had only played there once before. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been like a sort of house of horrors and it's not necessarily been awful performances all the time. Like the Sounders tied, uh, tied RSL there. Was it, two years ago or last year where you know it all blows also, together yeah it'll COVID has wrecked my brain not not having COVID, but right just the compression of time is yes a thing but my, my point being like the sounders have struggled really badly at rsl uh is do you take any solace in this does this give you extra like hope do you feel like particularly confident going into this one no i would love to um Maybe I'm in like a pessimistic stage of my life or something. Um, But missing, I mean, arguably like three starters, one who's not at 100%, so three and a half starters, right? Uh, From any good performance we had last year doesn't fill me with hope. And that combines with what was like a really, it wasn't an awful showing against Houston Dynamo. Um, But we went to Houston and played like a very defensive approach um, against a team that's really not good. Right. It was really bad last year. Uh, And it's just not the thing that that's exciting and doesn't make me excited for this game. Now, hopefully that changes. And one of our, I mean, I look at the lineup. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe Bobby Wood will score a goal. Maybe Justin Miram will not lose the ball eight times. Um, and that's really like maybe Kryla can score a goal out of nothing. And he does that. But like those are our options, right? Like right. there is no creative heft to this lineup that I'm expecting to see. And there's nobody with creative heft on the bench. So yeah, uh, I hope you're in for another boring game. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that game last week against Houston 0-0 tie uh looks like it was the lowest combined xg of any game in the league last year uh last last week and uh RSL had 0.3 xg Houston had 0.5 uh Sounders weren't much better it should be said uh by the this is according to FB ref yeah and the Sounders were given a 0.6 by FB ref which is higher than anywhere else I'd seen mm. but um congrats Right, exactly. Uh, neither team comes in exactly rolling offensively, but what is what is Pablo Mastroeni like? Do we does he gotten any more clarity as far as the way he he plays? I mean, last year, like it seemed like 
his style was to not have a style. Yeah. So obviously like the way Pablo Mas, you're, you're well acquainted with the way Pablo Mastroini ended up RSL's head coach. Right. Uh, and that, that's still like boggles the mind um, how that all happened. Um, but he came in, he, he persisted with uh, Freddie's four, two, three, one for one game um, said, you know, we're not going to change anything major. I'm you know, looking to maintain what we're doing. Uh, and then he immediately switched us to a three-man backline, which this club has never played. Um, and certainly, like, it doesn't matter if Kyle Beckerman ever played in a three-man backline or, you know, three-five something, because uh, he's not on this team. So it doesn't, doesn't really matter, like, the historic part of it. But it is weird. Um, so he says nothing's changing, and then he immediately changes that. Uh, he then says, oh, we did this because Aaron Herrera is out, and, like, we didn't have a great right-back replacement. But then Aaron Herrera comes back and he plays it like a weird hybrid right center back role uh, where he's also like getting up the pitch and sending in crosses. And it leaves us with like one center back defending. And that center back is our worst center back um, who apparently is a good passer of the ball. I'm told Um, he's fine. Uh, So, so we're, we're put in the situation. Then uh, he said, he goes on the radio last week or a week and a half ago or something and says, oh, we're going to play a four-man back line. Um, these are the reasons. And then the match comes, and he's playing a three-man back line, you know, three center backs uh, and two wing backs who are more defensive-minded, who are, like, actually, like, fullbacks. Uh, and then, the you know, the, the stats come out, and it looks like a four-man back line again. And it's all very confusing. Um, and maybe this is, like, overthinking something. Um, and maybe... Like Pablo Mastroini is just doing whatever he can to get this team along. Um, but it sure feels a little like he does not love sticking to decisions or having like a consistent, uh, like visible game plan. Um, certainly on the, like in the way we attack, that's remained largely the same, uh, which distressingly seems to be um, send the ball long to Demir Krylik to head down to somebody. Uh, or win the second ball in the air through Krylik. Everything goes through Krylik, which I get. Uh, yeah. But it's also in the air, and he's like our only like really tall player up there. Our midfield is short. Bobby Wood isn't going to win anything in the air. Justin Miram certainly not going to win anything in there. It's a very confusing season for me, Jeremiah. I don't, I don't really know what I, any of this means. Well, I guess that's confusing is maybe your comfort zone at this point because it doesn't seem like anything nothing's been simple at rsl for quite some time oh ever i mean in the last five years nothing's been simple yeah uh but i don't know maybe maybe this is maybe this is what sounders fans want to hear of course this also feels like a -a rope-a-dope a little bit yeah like it's just gonna like raise our expectations be like oh maybe this is the year we get over our bogey stadium and then boom crash no, it's not going to work out. That, that sounds great. Let's go yeah. with that one. Because <laughs> I have no hope. And if you have hope for me, then that's great. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of this one. Uh, I guess the same. Like, I, I was out at training today. And I was, at first, I was expecting to see 11 v 11. They were playing 11 v 11. Usually that's starters versus reserves. And I looked at the lineups and I thought, well, that can't be the starters versus reserves. This is a completely mixed up lineup. And then I realized like, well, maybe that's because it's going to be a mixed up lineup <laughs> because 
like I said, I don't I don't know that they're like I don't know that Nico Ladero and Jao Paulo are ready to start two games in a week, and I don't know if you know a lot of these guys are, but um, we'll see. Yeah, you know, this really makes me miss like the days of RSL being in Champions League, you know, and we'd go to Vancouver or something and put out like a really weird lineup and like win three zero. Right. And then also win in Champions League. Like those were great days. Yeah, actually, the, the, the one I remember best not to go too far down memory lane was you guys, I think, went to vancouver won mm-hmm. a game three zero or something with like a completely rotated lineup completely and then you, every player different but then you in your and that was to set up the open cup final against oh, no. dc united <laughs> who is the worst team uh, in, one of the worst teams in league history you know that was <laughs> that was uh one of like i was at mls cup in 2013 like i was one extremely cold and two extremely disappointing. Like there's nothing like losing on penalties and you get it. Oh yes. And there's nothing like yes. losing MLS cup on penalties. Um, but the open cup was so much worse than that uh, because we like everybody thought RSL should win. Uh, but you know, it was story of RSL in 2010 to 2014 uh, get really far. Somebody scores a really great goal. And then your home streak is gone and everyone hates Lamar Nagel from here on out. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. That's not really fair to hate him. Right. But they hate the idea of him. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to this, but I, I thought it was interesting. I talked to Garth. Uh, you remember Garth. Oh, uh, of course. I remember Garth. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about Champions League and I pointed out and I brought up that, you know, it was 2011. 2012 11 yeah okay so you you were you you had a lead at one point over monterey in the Mm -hmm. the final and uh you fell short not the you know that respect perfectly respectable result what i thought what i think is interesting is that you know that felt like a a real precipice that mls was about ready to if not catch liga amekis then to like be able to be competitive with them and really no team has done has come any closer. I, I I mean, I guess maybe technically there's a little closer, but like really sure. in a in a real sense, no team has come really any closer to winning since then. And that was, you know, that was that was 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to think that it was that long. I mean, it was so it was April 2011. Right. I think I had finals that week, so I wasn't able to to make the game. I was living in another city and you know, three hours away and it's very sad. Yeah, but I don't know. It's 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 an amazing thing how uh, how progress is not linear. Yeah, no, it, it never is, right? Right. You know, and and I'll still like, I don't know. I have enough Sounders fans that follow me on Twitter uh, that like I can be happy for all of you if you win ML <laughs> or uh, not MLS Cup. I'll be sad. But uh, Champions League, Champions League, whichever the other thing is. Yeah. Well, I'll. I I, I will admit. Usually I'm a little frustrated at the prospect of rotating lineups against RSL because I would really like to end this this streak there, but I I would have a hard time second guessing it if they can come back and get a win over Club Leon and yeah. ideally set themselves up to advance beyond Club Leon. So well, good luck on Tuesday. Yeah. Bad luck on Saturday. Fair enough. And to you, bad luck as well. Thank you. Uh, but uh matt thank you so much for doing this i always love our chats i feel like our listeners are 
better informed about the opponent on Saturday. And that's the key, right? Yeah. And hopefully they can uh, understand that pessimism is temporary and yeah, eventually they'll come to Salt Lake and you'll say, wow, everyone's really excited for this game. And like, it seems like we've got a really like tough road ahead of us. And I'm excited for those days again. Yeah. Uh, it's really tiring to say like, oh, you'll probably win. I mean, I'm always happy that you don't. I'm sorry, right. Ben. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. No, I, it's fair. Well, uh, Matt, remind our listeners where they can read you on RSL Soapbox. Yeah. And your Twitter handle is? The Crossbar RSL, the which crossbar uh, came about because the first, you know, I, I wrote an RSL blog in 2011. Uh, before I started at RSL Soapbox called Under the Crossbar because my seats forced me to like duck to look under the crossbar like nice. half the game. And yeah. uh, then you snatched me away. So I did. I the did. rest is history. Best thing I ever did. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, hopefully our we have a we have an entertaining game. on. Saturday. Yeah, here's helping. I don't want another like really boring zero zero draw. No, God. if there's going to be a zero zero draw, I want nobody to take any shots or like a three three draw. That's nothing but own goals. Like, let's go full chaos for this one. Yeah. Uh, what's the weather supposed to be like? Oh, so this is the exciting part uh, and probably should have come up a lot earlier. But it's oh, yeah, like looking like either rain or snow. Oh, uh, the game does start at 4 p.m. So the sun will be out. That doesn't mean it won't snow. Um, it right. could be so. It's like 70 degrees today in Salt Lake, but, um, but Saturday it's going to just drop down to the 30s and we're all going to be miserable and uh, wow. snow games are magical at Rio Tinto Stadium. Yeah, I don't think we've had a snow game at Rio Tinto. Well, you're in for a treat if it does snow. Yeah, if we've it had some rains, it'll ones. just be like annoying and cold. Right. So, and that, that would maybe that. Be, that could come full circle with the Lamar Nagel game. Yeah, well, and if any uh, Sanders fans are traveling, uh, hit me up. I'll probably take some chocolate to the game. I'll oh. share some chocolate with you. So. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Yeah, it's like breaking of bread, but breaking of chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, you're listening to the Sounder at Heart podcast, and we will catch you next time.